What's up, everybody? We are back with the Hot by Happy Hour. Quinn here with you. I'm your host. Got the boys with me. I got Kobe. I got Sammy. What's going on today, Sammy? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, still trying to recover from my Florida State Seminoles. Struggling yesterday to uh, to get a win. Hey, it was a good comeback in the fourth quarter, but hey, we didn't we didn't get it done. So still tough day for me. Uh, but smoking a uh, a Micarita, a good cigar. Can't ever complain when I get a Micarita in in, in my mouth. Uh, drinking some Arnold Palmer spiked. Uh, again, can't complain about those. It's kind of nice here in uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania. We don't get those type of summer days very often, so I'm going to take advantage of it. But if you do want to smoke a cigar, wherever you're at, hit us up on uh, bestcigarprices.com. Use that promo code Sammy Claus. Get you 10% off every store wide. Uh, good deal, still going, and uh, good, good friends of ours, so hit them up. Definitely check them out. Kobe, what's going on, bud? Uh, I'm just going great. Uh, watched some good college football over the weekend. Now just uh, chilling, drinking a Stone FML. Ready to hang out. Awesome. What you doing? What, what you got, Quinn? Yeah, I got a, uh, a beer from a, a local brewing company to this area, uh, Rusty Rail Brewing Company. It is a peanut butter Imperial Hefeweizen. Um. So oh, solid. Hold, on. Hold, on. hold on, that's a lot going on, bro. Shit, there's a lot going on in that beer. It um, it almost tastes like peanut butter Captain Crunch, but it's eight percent alcohol. So you know, we're here for it. Is it like a sweet baby Jesus? You ever had a sweet baby? I Jesus? have had a sweet baby Jesus. I actually did not like sweet baby Jesus, but I like this quite a bit. A little too sweet. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit too sweet. This one. You still have that classic Hefeweizen taste, but it's got that peanut butter in there too. Peanut butter mainly comes in in the aftertaste. It's I enjoy it. Huh. I might have to try that out. That sounds good. Yeah, and then also, you know, we got more sponsors. We're rising up in the world. Got a sponsor with Thrive Fantasy. They are the number one prop up this football season. Thrive Fantasy, they are a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You can choose 10 of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL week one and has already awarded over $4 million. Thrive's featured $100,000 guaranteed contest is $20 to enter and first place takes home 20 grand. Make sure you use promo code FFAffair when you sign up and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. You can download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. I like it. I like it. Hey, we got a we got a jam-packed show, boys. It is almost football season. We're recording this on Monday, Thursday, first game. Football is officially back. We just had our first week of college. We're going to be talking about that first week of college. 
We're going to be talking about every single week one NFL matchup. And we're also going to talk about the X factor, what to watch in every NFL game this week. Should be a jam-packed show. You boys ready to get into it? Let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. All right. We'll kick things right off. We're going to go right down the list. Who is winning each NFL matchup? First game, Thursday night football, kicking off the season. The Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Kobe, who you got winning that game? The Bucs are going to raise the banner, and then they're going to kick the shit out of the Cowboys. Sammy, you agree with them? Oh, damn. I'm a, I'm a Tampa fan, of course. Yeah, I'm agreeing with that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with both of y'all. I got the Bucks winning that one, and I don't really think it's going to be that close. Uh, Eagles are traveling to Atlanta, taking on the Falcons. Uh, Sammy, who you got in that one? This is a tough one because I don't think either team is really that good. But I got to go with Matt Ryan, the, the experienced quarterback, so I'll go with Atlanta. Kobe, who you got? I'll take Atlanta. I like the same thing with Sammy. It's a tough one. I don't think either team is going to win. It's about which team's going to lose. And I think that's the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Hurts fan myself. I actually going to take the Eagles here. I think they're going to go to Atlanta. I think it's going to be close. Like, I mean, I'm talking one score game, but I think the Eagles will eke that one out. I just, I like their defense a little bit more than the Falcons. All right. Next game. On the docket, we got the Steelers traveling to Buffalo. Kobe, this is your Steelers here. This is their chance to show off this brand-new offensive line. Who you got? Steelers, baby. Here we go. Sammy? Uh, I think this is going to be the best game of the week, actually. Uh, I also agree with the Steelers because I think that Buffalo might have played a little bit over their skis last year so i think uh i think pittsburgh come out i think they can do some things um yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go pittsburgh and for me i i don't trust that Steelers secondary i don't trust the secondary where the top corner is an aging joe hayden Minka? And they got a corner Minka's no well not... you said you said you said their whole secondary i don't trust their secondary and i said i don't trust the secondary whose top corner is joe hayden oh man well, uh, I'm not worried about their secondary. I'm worried about their linebacking core. Minka can't guard everybody. That's that's my thought. He Dawson can and he will. Yeah, all right. We'll see. When the Buffalo Bills win this weekend, we'll uh, we'll come back and chat about it. I just – I don't see Minka guarding Diggs, Beasley, and Dawson Knox all at the same time. Clearly don't want to watch enough Steelers football. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that there was more than one – Minka Fitzpatrick, my bad. All right, so next game, we got the Vikings going to Cincinnati. Burrow has a surgically repaired knee. He starts off the season in front of the home crowd. What are y'all thinking, Sammy? Yeah, I think Minnesota wins, but I think this might be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Uh, I, I can see some numbers getting put up on the board here. Kobe, what you got? Exactly what Sammy said. This is going to be a shootout. You have uh, two of the top wide receiving cores in the league, so it's going to be really exciting to see which team's going to eke it out. I actually think it's going to be the Bengals just because there's so many options. As long as Joe Burrow can stay in the pocket and not get obliterated behind that O-line. 
Yeah, I um, I like what both of y'all said because I do like this Bengals team, but and it's especially offensively. But I haven't seen it actually work in a full game yet, so I'm hesitant to take them. I've seen Minnesota. I know their offense can put up numbers. I'm going to take the Vikings here just off of what I've seen already. Next week, we got the Niners traveling to Detroit. I'm correct in this. I think it's Garoppolo is a no-go. Trey Lance is the starter this week. Um, who y'all got, Sammy? Yeah, I'm going to go San Francisco. I think they can game plan around not having a proven veteran behind center. I think it's going to be run game, run game, run game. What I've said previously about the, the Niners wide receivers, just, you know, no faith in them. And uh, I also think that Tyrell Williams is going to have a, a nice little show up because Detroit's going to be playing from behind. That's my boy. I've been on him for a while. Kobe, what you thinking? It's 49ers. They're not going to let Detroit have the ball because run game, run game, run game. They're going to have the uh, time of possession. Detroit's not going to have time to do anything. Yeah, Detroit's just not a good football team right now. It's Niners all day. At all. Now, this next game here, this is one of my favorite games of the week. Arizona Cardinals traveling to Nashville, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Kobe, who you got in this one? Two teams, I think both have a shot to win. But when it comes down to close games, I will take the run game over the pass game any day of the week. That's why I'm hammering Tennessee Titans here. Sammy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this game strikes me as one of those where we just assume too much too soon for Tennessee. I think by the end of the year, Tennessee will be really good. I think in this game, Arizona gets them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Sammy. I don't know how well those new pieces have gelled yet in Tennessee, mainly with that being Julio Jones. If Julio, if Julio Jones comes right out and has a connection with Tannehill, I think the Titans win this, but I don't think that's there yet, so I'm taking the Cardinals. All right, this is another – we got quite a few good matchups this week because there's another good one that I like. Seahawks traveling to Indianapolis, taking on the Carson Wentz Colts. Uh, Sammy, who you got here? I'm going to go Indy. I think that Indy is a sleeper team this year. I really, really like what they've done, and I am much higher on Carson Wentz than most people. Kobe, what you thinking? I think Seahawks. You, you don't really want to bet against Russ. Yeah, I'm actually – I'm with Sammy again on this one. I also am a big Carson Wentz fan. I think that the, the situation that he's been put into is the best thing that could have happened for his career. And, I'm and again, you know, we want to talk run game, run game, run game. Jonathan Taylor's a great back, and he's that bell cow in Indianapolis, and I think he could run all over Seattle. All right. Next game on the schedule, I will be at this game. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers going to Landover Field or FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, taking on the football team. Sammy, what you thinking here? Uh, I'm going to go Washington. I like their defense too much. Uh, I know this hurts your heart a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm going Washington. Kobe, what you got? I'm going to take Chargers. Uh, both defenses are ranked in the top five in everyone's preliminary rankings right now. Um, I think that Washington front seven might be a little better, but uh, the Chargers offense is far and away the better of the two offenses, and I think that's going to be the edge there. Yeah, I think the uh, the key for the Chargers in this game will be something that they've struggled with in the past, and that's going to be stopping the run. they got to keep Antonio Gibson contained and make Ryan Fitzpatrick throw the ball. 
and he's prone to make a few mistakes and capitalizing on those. So I'm going to take the Chargers. I think that their run defense is going to be significantly improved with Brandon Staley. So I'm taking the Chargers week one over the football team. All right, next game. Got a little little revenge matchup going on in Charlotte, North Carolina, as the Panthers are taking on the New York Jets. Kobe, what you got here? Um, Jets. Sammy, what you thinking? Yeah, I think Carolina. I'm still a big Sam Darnold fan, and uh, I, I think I think Carolina's got the weapons that can. Uh, I think this will be an easy win for them. Put it that way. I'm, not, I'm still not high in the Jets. Yeah, it's um, it's tough for me most of the time to take a rookie quarterback in his first career start to win a game. And I think Sam Darnold's going to come into this game pissed off and he's going to throw for good amount of yards. And I got the uh, Panthers taking this one. And he's still got CMC in the backfield, right? Yep. A healthy CMC is a dangerous Panthers football team. You're right. Now, if y'all are in the area and you're looking for a cheap game, Jaguars are going to Houston. Tickets are as low as $24, according to ESPN. So you want to, you know, just throw an Andrew Jackson on the table and go to a football game. This is the one to go to. So we got officially Tyrod Taylor is the guy in Houston. Uh, Sammy, what are you thinking here for this game? We talked before uh, Houston might be the worst team in football. Uh, uh, we're talking like 0-16 level. Uh, I still haven't oh, got off that. Oh, and 17. Thank you, friend. So <laughs> the I, first I, Oh, and 17 team in NFL history. Yeah. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going Jacksonville. Kobe. I'm going Jacksonville all the way. Sammy's right. That, that, uh, the only solid piece on that team was Deshaun Watson and he's not playing. Hey, I mean, I, I wouldn't completely discredit Brandon Cooks. I would just discredit the guy that's going to be throwing him the football. Um, you know, I, I still, I'm still high on Brandon Cooks, so I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, I like Brandon Cooks, but he's got nothing around him to help. I think this is a, this is a good game for Jacksonville and a perfect matchup for that offense to gel week one is to just get a, a breeze week against the Houston Texans. Now here's another game that I think could be this. This is my favorite of definitely of the four o'clock matchups. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cleveland Browns. Sammy, you think there's a chance Cleveland shocks the world here? I don't. I think Kansas City wins what is a close game going into later in the fourth quarter and then pulls away. Uh, wins by, you know, 14, 17 points, whatever it is. Uh, I think it's a good game, but Kansas City wins it, and I think pretty comfortably in the end. Kobe, what you thinking? This is the game where everyone jumps on the Browns hype train. They almost, they got really close to beating the Chiefs in a playoff game last year. I think this is where they beat them, and then they really established themselves as one of the top teams in the AFC. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's talk about this one a little bit before we go on. Did the Chiefs just bring in Jadavion Clowney too? The Browns. Browns did. The Browns. 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 Sorry. So did they just bring him in? So you've got Miles Garrett on one side, Jadavion Clowney on the other. Yeah. That's the recipe that Tampa Bay used last year in the Super Bowl. And hey, you can't discredit Ogan Joby in the middle either. He's a good DT. I can see it, 
I could see it. I think it's a little too early. I think if we see this game in the playoffs, I might have a different opinion. We'll see. Yeah, I'm. This is one of those few games where I really credit home field advantage. If this game was in Cleveland, I'd take the Browns, but because it's in Kansas City, I'm taking the Chiefs here. But it's like I think it's going to be that close. Is that it? Really does come down to crowd noise, and you got to remember, crowd noise is something that these Browns players they haven't dealt with it for a year. You know, we saw it week one of the college season where players that just weren't used to hearing the roar of a crowd, it threw some guys off. Uh, next up, we got the Dolphins heading into Foxborough to take on the Mac Jones Patriots. Kobe, what you thinking? Um, it's going to be two Bama products, a quarterback. It's going to be fun to watch. I think it's going to come down to uh, um, the coaching. And I, I'm going to take Belichick every time. So, New England. Sammy, what you thinking? What you I was going to say, I was going to say the exact same thing. I don't think either one of these rosters is much better than the other. So, if you give me that, give me the, the better coach. And obviously, that's Belichick. Yeah, I'm right with the both of y'all. I'm not a huge Tua fan as well. So, I think, I think the Patriots are going to win this one. It's in Foxborough. They got the better coach. I think they might have a slightly better team as well. So, yeah, I'm going Patriots here. Now, this next game is one that I think does, does rival the, the um, Cleveland-Kansas City game. The Packers going to play a game with the St. Hosts, but in Jacksonville. So kind of an almost a neutral site. There will probably be more Saints fans because it's still closer to New Orleans, but almost a neutral site game here going on in Jacksonville. Saints, Packers, Sammy, who you got? So first of all, I'll say you're wrong, Quinn. It's going to be a Green Bay crowd, 100%. As somebody who grew up in Tampa, went to Tampa games, father from, from Wisconsin, saw plenty of Tampa Green Bay games. There's a lot of Packer fans in Florida. So I think it's going to be a home game for Green Bay. I think that's going to make the difference. I would love to see my boy Jameis show out. Don't know if it's going to be enough to get the W. Interesting, interesting. Kobe, who you got with this one? I see Jameis Winston having the game of his life and still losing because he's going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's, uh, you know, obviously the reigning MVP. So I'm taking Packers, but I think it's another shootout. What would the, hold on, what, what would the, the game of Jameis's life be? Not throwing an yards. interception. 500 Not yards, throwing. eight touchdowns, and five picks? Like, I mean. No, that no, hurt? that's what I'm saying. He'd throw, I'm thinking like 350, four touchdowns, one pick, maybe. I'm thinking game of, the, of his life for Jameis Winston would be like eight for nine, 140 yards, one touchdown, no picks, because he didn't throw a pick. <laughs> In the turnover battle, I, Jameis. I don't think Jameis gives zero shits, no shits about throwing a pick. It's, yeah, it's his career obvious. stats indicate that. I yeah. know. No, he has a he has a Brett Favre type of uh, thinking. I think about throwing a pick. Eh, fuck it, we'll get it next drive. Uh, he's like a cornerback, man. Short memory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fortunately for him, Aaron Rodgers is significantly better. I think the Packers have a better team. Um, yeah. Drew Brees retired. Michael Thomas still out. Got to go Packers there. All right. 
Next game here, the Denver Broncos traveling to New York to take on the New York football giants. Sammy, who you got in this one? This is one of those games I give zero shits about. Um, if I got if I'm going to pick a team, I guess I'm going to go Denver because I like their D line better. And I know that the giants have absolutely no offensive line. So that's the, that's the route I'm going. I'll go Denver. Kobe, what you got here? With the receiving quarter that the Broncos have with uh, Cortland Sutton and company, this could get ugly quick. It's Broncos. One thing I will say, though, that the Giants don't have half bad of a receiving core either. And they got Saquon Barkley running this week. So taking all of that into account, I'm taking the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to talk up the giants and pick the other team. Um, yeah, I, I like what the giants have, honestly, but they're just not there yet. Who knows? Maybe this is the Daniel Jones breakout year that we saw from Josh Allen last year, but that's an, I'll believe it when I see it thing. It could be. It could, it could be. All right. Now the first Sunday night football of the year it's happening in SoFi stadium, the LA Rams hosting the Chicago bears, Sammy, who you got for this one? I'm going to go bears for the same reason that I went the uh, Broncos. Uh, I just, I, I like the, the D line. I think Khalil Mack can get pressure. I think kind of the, uh, the luster has worn off of, of Sean McVay and the Rams. Uh, I, th I think Chicago can get the W. Kobe, who so you got? Your 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 top advantage for the Bears over the Rams is D line. What would you go? I mean, you're saying that Khalil Mack and company is better than Aaron Donald. Uh, I don't know if I would say that. Well, it's kind of what I you think, said. But I think the I think the pressure that they can put on Chicago is going to have more of an impact than the other way around. Put it that way. See, I, I just don't agree with you. I think it's the Rams for the exact same reason that you're taking Bears. I, I agree. I believe Aaron Donald, you can put six guys on him and he'll still get pressure. And I'm a big Matthew Stafford guy. You know, the Lions relied on him a lot and put him in a lot of positions. Didn't put him in a lot of positions to win football games. So I'm excited to see him with a, a, a decent roster. Uh, it's uh, it's funny you say that because I am not a Matthew Stafford guy. I like the guy. pieces. I like I like I like I like the pieces in Chicago better than I like the pieces at the Rams too. So you get the ball to who would you feel better getting the ball to? Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup? Who would you feel better giving the ball to in the backfield? David Montgomery or Darnell Anderson? Anderson. Uh, Sony Michelle, whoever the hell is playing running back for him. I, I just think the skill pieces are better with Chicago. I'll concede to that. I just think the Rams defense is better and defense wins games. No, nah, defense wins championships. Offense sells tickets. And these tickets are going for as low as $86. So clearly there is some offensive pizzazz in this game and it's coming from the Bears. That's why I'm taking them. It's off the ticket price. Bam. Or maybe the dumbest <laughs> take I've ever heard. 
<laughs> that is a bad take. By the way, 86, I think, is like the second. It's pretty <laughs> low. It's in all seriousness, it's pretty low. Um, but no, I, I do. I like the Bears more, and I'm not a Matthew Stafford guy. I think he's going to flop in L.A. because um, he doesn't have a six foot five guy that can catch jump balls for him anymore. Now I know he put, he put up num- he put up numbers without Calvin. Yeah, and it, because he had a guy named Kenny Galladay. Eh, not six five though. Six four jump ball receiver. There you go. But not six five. Big tall right, man. What's our, what's our last one? Big tall jump man catch ball. Um, last one Monday night football. It's going to be at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas as the Raiders host the Baltimore Ravens. Kobe, who you got on this one? Lamar Jackson is going to do his best Luke Skywalker impression and blow up the Death Star that game. It's going to be like 50 nothing. It's not going to be close. It's not going to be fun to watch. Nobody's watching the second half of that game because it's going to be a blowout. Sammy? Well, I don't do it. I don't know if I can top that take by Kobe. Throw Luke Skywalker and the Death Star out there. Hey, I'm with you. I think the Ravens win. I think Kobe nailed it with his uh with his take there. Yeah, yeah, I'm right with Kobe. Like he said, Lamar Jackson is Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, I, it just seems like classic NFL scheduling. They gave us a really bad game on Monday Night Football. I would have much rather that they put like the Saints and Packers on Monday Night Football. And that way that America's game of the week could be the chiefs Browns game and just through Baltimore and Las Vegas into that four o'clock time slot. But that just doesn't seem to be the trend. The trend seems to be give us some garbage matchup that gets prime time on Monday night football. And yeah, disappointed in week one, Monday night football. Before you, before you go on. So, I mean, a lot of people, us included hate on a hate on the, the Vegas Raiders, but did they go eight and eight last year? Like, they weren't awful, awful, correct? Yeah, they, they're they're a decent team, but you put a decent team against the Ravens on primetime. They're not a playoff team this year. The Raiders That's aren't. Fair. The Ravens are. I, the way we talked about them made it sound like they were a 3-13 and 13 team last year, and they're not that. They're, they're okay. They're not great, but they were 8-8 eight eight last year. Yeah, they're just – they're not bad. They're just significantly outclassed. I agree with that. All right, now we got our newest segment. We've already kind of previewed it once. I enjoyed it. It seemed like y'all enjoyed it too, so we've brought it back. We're going to keep it going. We got this week's Shots Fired. Our topic for shots fired, we're going to be talking about the X factor in each matchup. This could be either a, a fantasy X factor, fantasy related X factor, or a X factor that's going to decide how the game goes, whether it be something like offensive line, defensive line play, or a player that you're really excited to see play. And you think he's the X factor in that matchup, anything like that. We are going to be doing, of course, in the shots fired format. We're going to be talking and give each of y'all 45 seconds after I introduce the topic and y'all will know when they run out of time. Cause you're going to hear that goat give a little scream. <laughs> All right. First matchup. We'll start with Sammy Dallas, Tampa Bay. What is your X factor? 
Dak Prescott, that shoulder is still a concern for me. He's coming off the leg injury, which we all know about, but the shoulder kept him out of, of uh, fall camp for quite a while. That's a big deal for a quarterback. Is he going to be able to 100% healthy, one, running the ball, two, throwing the ball downfield? What are we going to see from him? Is he going to be able to get away from that Tampa Bay pass rush? Is he going to be able to find the open targets? Kobe. I I think it's going to be um, Ezekiel Elliott. Because if they can get the run game going, they have a decent chance at maybe making this competitive game. If he can get moving down the field, um, you could see you know, that them stay on the field longer, You know, make that offense be a little bit more antsy. But also you're playing without Zach Martin. So how is that going to change anything? I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have one of the rougher nights of the season this year, uh, or of the season on this game, and it's not going to be fun. That's where the Bucks are going to win. All right, next matchup we got Eagles Falcons. Kobe, what's your X factor? X factor is Calvin Ridley. You know, this is going to be his first opportunity to be the number one. He's been by the number two to Julio Jones for a few years now. Um, we've seen him be able to get open, but he's usually getting open against the second best corner on the team. Can he play? Can he get open on the number one dude? And if he can do that, Matt Ryan's going to have a field day with him, and the Eagles are going to have a long Sunday. Sammy. Sammy. Yeah, so my, my issue is Jalen Hurts. What are we going to see from Jalen Hurts moving forward? Can he get the ball to that wide receiving core that we've all been excited for for the past one, two, three years? Uh, they got weapons. Can he get it to the outside? They've got the tight ends in the middle. They've got uh, Dallas Goddard. They've got Zach Ertz. Those are two good receiving tight ends. Can they get it outside? Can they create anything in the passing game? Or is Jalen Hurst going to be a straight runner? All right, next matchup we got here. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Kobe, it's your team. We'll go to you for the X Factor first. The X factor is that offensive line. It's not that they're a bad offensive line. It's simply that they're unproven. Um, the only starter on that offensive line that has more than a few snaps is Trey Turner, who's not graded great in, in pass blocking. I'll admit in run blocking, but it, I'm excited to see, can they get that moving? Cause if they can get some penetration and get Najee, you know, an opportunity to get down the field and not get hit till two, three yards down the field, then that's how they're going to win. Keep Josh Allen off the field. Sammy, what you got? Yeah, uh, no different. It's, it's, it's that offensive line for Pittsburgh. Can they actually protect? Can they create holes? Can they make Najee a decent fantasy running back right out of the gate? Um, and yeah, that's, that, that's it. It all comes down to the offensive line for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm I'm right with y'all on that one. Um, next matchup we got Vikings, Bengals, Sammy. What's your X factor? I, I want to see what the wide receiving core for for Cincinnati can do in this game. I think they're gonna have plenty of opportunities to exploit what has been a mediocre, I'm saying that nicely, uh secondary. In, in Minnesota over the past couple years, I think that we can see uh, we can see some big yards from Joe Burrow and that wide receiving 
uh, core moving forward. I, I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, absolutely high-scoring. Take the over. I don't even know what it is. Take the over. Uh, Kobe, what you got? Sammy, I agree with you. Take the over, add 10 to it, still take the over. The X factor here is, I think, the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't improve on it, and they had an opportunity in the draft to take the best tackle in the class, and they decided to take a wide receiver. So let's see what we have there. But if the Vikings can get a hold of, uh, of Joe Burrow, who has a surgically repaired knee, it's going to be bad for the Bengals, really good for the Vikings. Yeah, I just pulled up the uh, under over for that game. The under over is 48 points total hey, scored. Say, say like you know what you're talking about. Over under, not under over. Come on, Quinn. Look, all that matters, who cares how you say it? You're taking the over there. There's going to be more than 48 <laughs> points scored in that game. Yeah, I think so. The Vikings think themselves I, might have more than 48 points. You, you don't have to know what you're talking about to know that you got to slam that. Yeah. Hey, remember when Kamara scored six touchdowns last year? <laughs> Dalvin Cook could do that in this game. Yeah. Yeah. If they're if they're getting down into the red zone, I I, I still think we're going to see a lot more passing touchdowns there. I think it's going to be a lot of air raid offense on both sides. Um, I'm sorry if you have either of those two quarter or either of those two running backs in fantasy because both Mixon and Cook are great backs, but I think we're going to see a lot more passing in that matchup. Agreed. I also hate I also feel bad for you if you have either of those defenses in that matchup. Yeah, if you have awesome. either of those defenses, do not play them. Enough said. Next matchup we got here, Niners, Lions, Sammy, what's your X factor? Yeah, I don't think there's much of an X factor here because I think like I, we talked about before, I think the Niners are going to crush them. The interesting thing for me is how much Trey Sermon actually plays. I am very, very interested to see that. I think he is a good value pick for this year, stashing him for next year because everybody's off the roster running back wise for 2022. So, Seeing how they incorporate Trey Sermon is going to be very interesting for me. Kobe, what's your X factor? The X factor thing is Jared Goff. You know, he had a bad couple of years there with the Rams. And uh, I'm excited to see with a new, with a fresh offensive look, with a fresh offensive scheme, with a fresh receiving core, if he's able to do anything with it. I don't think he's going to win this game, but I could see him. They're going to be throwing a lot because they're going to be playing from behind. You know, what's that uh, connection golf to Hawk? Yeah, that's that's going to be probably the connection in Detroit with a whole lot of Tyrell Williams in the mixing bowl as well. A sprinkle of a Monroe St. Brown on top. Sprinkles are for winners. That's right. Progressive, not sponsored. <laughs> you know who we are sponsored by, though? Thrive Fantasy. Shameless, Shameless plug. plug. next matchup we got here cardinals titans kobe what's your x factor um derrick henry the x factor for all 17 games for the titans this year will be derrick henry um yeah last year 2000 yards rushing it's important to note that the 2000 yard rusher the following season has never eclipsed 1500 i think derrick henry could be the guy to break that trend 
Um, just the way that he gets those yards by running through defenders, he's still a defensive end playing running back. And if he can keep Kyler Murray and D hop and, and that whole offense off the field, that's going to be how you win this game. Sammy, what's your X factor? I think it is the older free agent signing wide receivers. AJ Green, Julio Jones on both sides. Can they get enough attention to get their younger counterparts on the other side, AJ Brown and uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Can they pull enough to their side to get those other guys open? Um, I think in, in both cases, they've got enough left in the tank to do it. It's just a matter of will we see it? And is there going to be any fantasy relevance with those two guys? Next matchup we got here, we got the Seahawks and the Colts. Sammy, what do you got for your X factor in this one? It's going to break down to, to Russell Wilson. Can Russell Wilson protect the ball? Can he throw it all over the field? I said earlier, I think the Colts are going to win this game, but I can see a monster game from, from Russ. And if he can protect the ball, not turn it over, hit deep shots, you know, just basically hold on to the ball and protect it. Uh, I, I, I think that the Seahawks have a chance to win this game. This is the game I'm most excited to see over the entire week. Yo, Kobe, what's your X factor here? The X factor is the running back tandem in uh, Indianapolis with Hines and Taylor. Uh, again, uh, keep Russ off the field at all costs. If you can get the ball in their hands and get a steady run game and a steady scat back, check down, screen, passing game going, uh, you know, have those long 12 play drives that lead to the, to the, to the red zone, to the end zone, or even field goal, you know, keep uh, your defense off the field and keep Russell Wilson off the field. Cause Russell Wilson will win games, you know, for uh, the Seahawks. So, that, that's the X factor is can they move the ball with those guys? Uh, and can Carson Wentz, you know, get the ball down the field when he needs to. Uh, next matchup we got here, Chargers football team. Sammy, what's your X factor? Uh, it's that offensive line, or I'm sorry, the defensive line from, uh, from Washington. Talked about it earlier. Can they actually perform? what everybody expects him to do. Can they get pressure on Herbert? Can they make life miserable for him? If they get him happy feet, they get him moving around in the pocket, it's going to be harder for, harder for him to find some of those uh, those targets like Eckler, like Keenan Allen. Um, yeah, pressure pre pressure's the, the number one enemy of a quarterback. So if they can keep doing that, I think it's going to change the game there. Kobe, what's your X factor? I agree with you, Sammy, that it's going to be defense. I think of the X factors in the other team, though, I think it's Derwin James. Derwin James is one of those guys that can play on all three levels of the of, of the defense. You know, secondary, linebacker, even DN on occasion. I've seen him do it. Um, I've seen him do it plenty of times at Florida State. He he's one of those guys that you don't know where he's going to be. Um, I. And being a Steelers fan, I love to make the comparison to, to Troy Polamalu, where he just is places that you don't expect him to be, and he makes plays despite the fact that he should never have been there. And so that's the X factor, and especially, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick prone to make mistakes. Hey, before we go on, 
while we're recording this, I'm watching the Ole Miss uh, Louisville game, and I want to make a Sammy's number one bullshit, even though it's not my Sammy's number one bullshit of the week. Okay. A Louisville, Sammy's a Louisville, number two bullshit. Yeah, it'll be number two. A Shit. Louisville, a this Louisville bullshit player, is number two. A Louisville player just blocked a dude too hard on a kick return, and they threw him out of the game for targeting. Did he leave like, with the crown of his helmet? Uh, I mean, he he ducked his head, but he hit him with his shoulder, and did he, he went. Did, it, did he lead with the crown of his helmet? Because he doesn't have to hit him in the helmet. No, nope, nope. He, I, it didn't look like he led with it to me. It looked like he led with the shoulder, and then they went head to head afterwards, and they called him for targeting. I hate that rule in college football. Sorry, it's not my number one bullshit. It's number two bullshit. That's Sammy's number two. It's not bullshit. That's Sammy's shit. Sammy's number two. Sorry, Quinn. I, I derailed the podcast, but it, <laughs> it, it was it was it was burning my ass watching it. Well, this is what we're gonna be doing on Monday Night Football. So I mean, it's all right. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, this is exactly is. what's gonna be happening. That's um, right. Yeah. So I do want to kind of chime in on what Kobe said there with Derwin James. Um, fun fact: his rookie season, the only position on the defense he did not play was nose tackle. He lined and he up did at, that at Florida State too. Yeah. His 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 last year his last year at Florida State that was the only position he didn't play was D tackle. I, I jumped on the Derwin James fan when I was watching him play the Steelers, and, and Ben Roethlisberger, who's one of the better uh, quarterbacks in my opinion, that makes pre snap reads. In his mind, had uh, the tight end wide open, and Derwin ran all the way across the field from the snap and made the pick. That's when I jumped on the Derwin train because, yeah. good lord, that's a good play. I I remember that I was there. I hate you, Quinn. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you guys if 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 both your X factors for that game is Derwin James, I'll be happy as can be. No, my X factor for that game is actually with you, Sammy. It's the Chargers' offensive line and the Washington Football Team's defensive line. You get a Chargers' offensive line that's trotting out four new pieces and a returning Brian Bulaga. And you've got the big one for me. If I want to get really specific, my true X factor is going to be Rashawn Slater against chase young. Yeah, that's, that was my too. I didn't want to get specific either. Yep. So since you didn't, I will. When they matched up in college, Rashawn Slater bullied chase young for four quarters. And if that happens again, if chase young can get no pressure, and they can feel comfortable to double-team Montez Sweat on the other side, I think Justin Herbert's going to have a field day with that Washington secondary, which is a little bit suspect. Still a big if, though. It is a big if. Next game we got on the schedule here, the Jets and the Panthers, a good old dumpster bowl. Kobe, what you got? It's going to be Sam Darnold is my X factor, and the reason of that is – Sam Darnold spent his entire professional career up to this point with none other than Adam Gates, who we have labeled as the worst coach, I think, of our era. Launch him into the sun. Huh? Him and Matt Nagy, they can get launched into the sun. Launched straight into the sun. You're right. Mm -hmm. Catapult. Um, So who sucks worse, Sam Darnold or Adam Gates? That's the X factor. Sammy, what's yours? I'm going to go with the other quarterback, Zach Wilson. What is he going to do? He's got some weapons. 
I actually like the pieces on the outside in New York. Is he going to be able to put up some numbers uh, moving forward? Uh, my X factor is more Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I, I don't expect a lot of them. I never have. But if he starts performing, I will, uh, I will eat crow and uh, I'll be impressed. All right, so uh, a take I heard about uh, Zach Wilson from none other than Tony Romo. And get ready, because you're going to hear this take every year for probably about the next 10 years. He's the next Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yep, that's what Tony Romo said. That's a thing. Speaking well, of dumpster bowls, we got the Jaguars and the Texans. And no, your X factor cannot be Deshaun Watson's court hearings. Um, Kobe, what you got? Trevor Lawrence. Um, his decision making looked shoddy in the preseason. I'm hoping that he can get it together um, against, you know, in the regular season, especially against, as we talked about before, the worst team in the league, I think, by a lot. So this is his chance to really get comfortable with the scheme, get comfortable with his receivers. And, and try and, and really learn how to read uh, an NFL defense in real time. The thing about college defense versus NFL defense, the worst NFL defense is better than the best college defense, just plain and simple. The scheme's better. The athletes are better. So I'm excited to see if Trevor Lawrence can make that, uh, make that adjustment, make that uh, leap into NFL. Uh, with, with... Uh, Sammy, what is your X factor? Same decision-making by, uh, by Trevor Lawrence. I talked to you guys after I watched him in that preseason game against the Saints in the Superdome. It was really, really, really bad. Can he work out some of those uh, those jitters that you see from some rookie quarterbacks that the game is, is, is faster than what they expect? So uh, do I expect it? I don't, but like Kobe said, He's got a good opportunity against a very suspect Texans team that is not going to be very good. All right. Next up, we got my favorite matchup of the week. Browns, Chiefs. Sammy, what's your X factor here? Tyreek. I think if, if Tyreek can get open deep, uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously can find him. I think there's opportunities to beat that pass rush with how quick he is. Get it out of there. Get it deep. I think Tyreek is going to have a big game. Do you think uh, Denzel Ward would be able to counter Tyreek Hill? I don't. I don't think anybody can, can counter Tyreek Hill at this point. I mean, he's, he's so unbelievably fast. Uh, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. He's one of the fastest players that we've seen in the NFL. He ran a, a 10-200. He was legitimately uh, qualified for the Olympics in the 200. Uh Tyreek is another level of athlete. I think that he'll be fine. I, I, I really think Tyreek's going to go off this week. Kobe, what's your X factor? Um, the Browns pass rush, specifically Jadavian Clowney. We know Miles Garrett is going to be one of the top pass rushers in the league, period. The question is, is an aging, aging Jadavian Clowney going to be able to continue to penetrate? And if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be the one lining up on, on the offensive left side. So he's going to be the one having to go against Orlando Brown. Is he going to be able to get past Orlando Brown, who's one of the better offensive tackles in the league? 
if he can get penetration, as we already know, Miles Garrett's going to get double teamed. If he can get back there, Patrick Mahomes is going to be running around, running for his life all game. And as we saw in the Super Bowl, that's the recipe to beat in Kansas City. That Next matchup. Match- yep. Next matchup we got here, Dolphins-Patriots. Kobe, what's your X factor? It's it's going to be the those two tight ends, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. Are they, are they both healthy now? Uh, Henry is expected to go week one. Yeah, so they're I both healthy. I think he's game time. T- tight end is the hardest position in football to cover. So if you have two of those guys that are top guys that are getting open, it's going to make Mac Jones' uh, life really easy, and it's going to make defense's life really hard. And I don't think the Dolphins have the, the ammunition to go against one of those guys, let alone both. Sammy, what's your X factor? It's going to be Jalen Waddle. Can you get him the ball in space? Underneath passes, uh, wide receiver screens, whatever it takes to get him the ball, let him use his athletic ability to create opportunities to get big yardage, get chunk plays. Uh, yeah, I, I, Jalen Waddle is exciting to me. Uh, I've been saying it for a while. If they can get him the ball in the right places with enough space, they've got an opportunity to win that game. I still think the Patriots do it, but that's my X factor. Yeah. All right, next matchup we got on this week's docket, the Packers and the Saints. Sammy, what's your X factor? Jameis. Is Jameis going to turn the ball over nine times, or is Jameis going to be the efficient passer that he watched Drew Brees be for the last year? Is he going to develop into Sean Payton's offense, or is he going to try to push the ball downfield when it's not warranted? Easy. It's an easy X factor for me. Um, Love the guy. I don't think he can do it. Kobe, what's your X factor? Uh, same thing with it's James. And the, the fact of the matter is Bruce Arian runs a risky offense. Sean Payton does not. Can he, you know, convert over to that more efficient check down style offense where it's okay to throw the slant. It's okay to throw the, the swing route to Kamara. It's okay to, to not throw the deep ball. Um, if, if he can do that, if he can complete the easy throws and get the ball down the field that way, and then when the deep ball opens up, throw it then, um, then that's going to be a very electric offense, especially when Michael Thomas comes back. Yeah, so uh, I'll counter that. I know, I know we're just going back and forth here, but uh, my issue with, with Winston is he was coached by Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. Jimbo Fisher plays an offense that is very similar to Sean Payton's. He wanted the check down and Jameis just did not excel at it ever. So that's, that's, that's my one hesitancy about him going to this offense. Next, uh, next matchup we got here. The Denver Broncos and the New York football giants, as Sammy said, the game he does not give a shit about. So what is your X factor? Oh, man. Uh, I like that wide receiving core, like you mentioned, from from uh, New York. You know, you got Galladay out there now. Can they get him enough time to get the ball to some good wide receivers? 
can they give him time to throw some of those checkdowns that you're expected to see from Saquon? That's that that that's my number one question. Can they get the ball to the playmakers that they have outside and create something? I don't see it. I think that the Denver D line is too much for them. But if they can find a way to get the ball to those guys, they have a very legitimate chance to win. Kobe, what's your X factor? Can my X factor be Coco Melon? Since that's probably what I'll have to watch instead of this game. No. Okay. Um, no, it's Kenny Plus, I don't know why you'd voluntarily watch this game with the other game starting at 425, but not the point. I just wanted to make a joke that no one's watching it. <laughs> anyway, the X Factor is Kenny Galladay. Um, he's he's a big guy, as Quinn mentioned earlier on the pod. Um, can Daniel D- Jones get him the ball? And if so, what can he do after the catch? Um, if you can keep getting him the ball and, of course, take one up the middle, but um, yeah, it's Kenny Galladay. Will he be able to get open, get the yards that he needs to get? Yeah. Um, next up, Sunday night football, Bears, Rams. We had a pretty decent debate about this and who was winning. So I'm curious to see what y'all's X factors are, considering y'all picked different teams to win. So, Kobe, what is the X factor in this game? I think it's Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is a good facilitator of the football. And it'll be interesting to see him be able to read a, a Bears defense that behind the, the D-line with Khalil Mack isn't very, you know, deep. I think they have a good, good couple linebackers. But in terms of secondary, you know, Cooper Cup and, and company, I think you'll be able to get on the ball. You're not going to see a lot of yards after catch because they don't have those super electric receivers. But I, I – I could see him take those slow, methodical drives, 15 plays down the field, and, and score points and keep the Bears off the field and keep the Bears uh, to a minimum. So it's exciting. I'm excited to see what Matthew Stafford can do. Sammy, what's your X factor? Mine is also Matthew Stafford, but I think Matthew Stafford is more than just a game manager. I think he pushes the ball downfield uh, better than most quarterbacks do. And it's going to be, can he hold up against that pass rush to get the ball down the field with the schemes that are opened up by what we said is is a solid coaching staff with, with, with McVay. So um, can, can, he get, can he get the time? Can he find the open targets? He's got a good wide receiving core. Uh, I, I'm high on Matthew Stafford. I really am. Just not this game. we go. So um, now we got Monday Night Football, the last game of the week. We will be recording as this game is being played for the episode you'll hear a week from the time you're hearing this one. Raiders, Ravens. Kobe, what's your X Factor? The X Factor's gotta be Gus Edwards. You know, can he be the three down back that we're, that he's gonna be expected to be? I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson's going to get rushing plays. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's going to be the one to push the ball down the field. But on third and two, is Gus Edwards going to be the guy that he's been on the field the whole game? Is he going to get those yards? They have a good O-line. They have a decent receiving core, and they have Lamar Jackson. Can Gus Edwards step up and be what Mark Ingram was, what uh, J.K. Dobbins was supposed to be? Can he be the thunder in the thunder and lightning scheme? Sammy, what's your X factor? 
that Ravens receiving core, can they stretch the field more than they've done in the past? Uh, they brought in Rashad Bateman. They've still got Marquise Brown. Uh, can they stretch the field and make that offense more than just one-dimensional? There we go. That is your shots fired for this week. Last topic we got here for today, we got the college football recap of week one. College football is officially back. We had a really fun week one. There's a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Sammy, I know your Seminoles played just last night. It's fresh in your mind. You rewatched it earlier today. Why don't we talk about it? Bro, I sent you my how it started, how it ended pictures. It wasn't great. I felt oh, uh, I was I was a mess. I was a puddle afterwards. Look, I expected my Seminoles to get crushed. I put a lot of money on on Notre Dame. We're talking four hundred dollars plus Notre Dame to cover. They didn't. My Noel still lost anyway. God, does that hurt? I mean, that's like a double whammy. But, hey, man, they showed up. They had a lot of recruits in the building. The uh, the fans gave them a standing ovation when they walked off the field. It was a hell of an effort coming back from 18 down. But, man, it still hurts. Still hurts. It's, it's hard to draw a negative whenever your team made the other team's coach want to execute his team. Yeah, so, so I want to say something about that real quick. I don't think everybody realizes that that wasn't something that Chip Kelly or Chip Kelly, uh, Brian Kelly just made up there spur of the moment. That was a quote from Jim McKay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach, when they first formed as a, uh, as a franchise back in the late 70s. That was a quote from him, and he just did it as kind of a montage, like, hey, we didn't execute well, and I need to execute all of my players. So, yeah, that people are in an uproar on social media about that stupid. But, hey, you know, moral victories, I'm not a big fan of them, but in this case, I guess it is, man. It's still tough. And also, oh. Notre Dame is just a, a better program, right? Like, right, right now they are, yeah. I mean, it's ranked versus unranked, and they went to I mean, number nine. I mean, to, to take the number nine team to, to the final drive, especially with a, a quarterback, um, what was his name? Um, Which one? That came in the fourth corner? Yeah, so they, they started with McKenzie Melton, who is a running quarterback. He threw three picks, which if you got a running quarterback, come on, why you, you can't throw three picks. One of them was just a great play by the best safety in all of college football. All right, you, you tip your cap to that guy and you say that that is what it is. The other two, just stupid passes. You can't turn the ball over three times. Notre Dame doesn't turn it over once. Uh, but then, yeah, McKenzie Milton comes in, guy that last played in 2018 for UCF when they won their, I say in quotes, national championship. Um, you, uh, yeah, he, he comes in. He comes into the game. He throws immediately a 21-yard pass that. First down, he leads the team into a comeback. Oh, it's it's rough, bro. I'm 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 struggling today. Quinn knows I'm struggling today. 
It's important uh, to know that Kenzie Milton's doctor said uh, that he wasn't sure that he'd ever be able to walk without a cane, let alone scramble for first downs on national television and for a college football Bro, program. he he almost lost his leg. Like, it came very, very close to him losing his leg. So, yeah, I mean, the comeback story is, is cool and all. I would much prefer a W than the comeback story. Yeah, uh, you want to talk, you know, three turnovers to none. I'll one-up you with mine, West Virginia, Maryland. <laughs> Four turnovers to none. Uh, Daigie sucks. West Virginia quarterback Daigie, he is not good. Um, Start the fresh. Yeah, like I, I want to see Garrett Gilbert actually get time, but the big thing, the big thing to note from that whole matchup, even though West Virginia lost, Letty Brown is legit. He run for he ran for what he had four touchdowns, didn't he? He had three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, like I mean that dude balled out it seemed like anytime he touched the ball he was gaining yards he just he feels so consistent he's so good at breaking tackles letty brown looks like an nfl athlete in my opinion is he like a top round draft pick is he a day one pick no is he a day two pick maybe but it at worst i think he could be an early day three pick um letty brown i think is a prospect to pay attention to throughout the rest of this college football season going into the next year. I think you can see Letty Brown have the same kind of arc that Trey Sermon had. One of the better running backs in the, the uh, league in the country fall to day two, go to a team, be a role player. And then I do what Trey Sermon is going to do, which I think is step up and be the starter in a year or two. Letty Brown could, based on what I'm watching, he could be, the starter for an NFL squad when he gets to that team. Yeah. So, uh, Kobe, what's the, uh, you get a matchup you're going to talk about? Uh, Penn State, Wisconsin. That's the game I watched. My dad was a huge Penn State fan. So, of course, that makes me uh, a huge Penn State fan because I like watching them. You know, um, I put money on, on Penn State because I, I really believed in man, the, the biggest takeaway from that is Penn State had 47 yards of offense in the first half. The first scoring play of the game was Penn State with a 49-yard touchdown to start the second half. Um, it really it kind of opened up a good bit in the second half. You saw a lot more movement. Um, Wisconsin scared me, not just because they lost, but because – they had two red zone fumbles off of handoffs, one of which was recovered by Penn State. And the other one, they were able to catch it and save their chances of winning that game, and they ended up losing anyway. But two fumbles in the red zone, that's that's not good for Wisconsin at all. That quarterback needs to figure it out quickly. It, and that, that uh, red zone interception there at the end of the game. Like – Penn State's defense was legit, but three red zone, uh, two red zone turnovers, and and I'll say two and a half because uh, that was a, a dog pile at the bottom for that second fumble. That's that's not good. That's that's scary uh, if you're a Wisconsin fan. 
Because if uh, they're going to do that. Uh, see, I look at it differently. Turnovers are are a lot of luck, um, especially if you got a decent quarterback like they've got. Now, like Florida State, you, you, you tip your cap to that one guy and you say, hey, that's luck. The other two picks, those aren't luck. But typically, when you've got a, a quarterback like Graham Mertz from uh, – from Wisconsin, man, he's not going to throw that pick nine times out of ten there at the end of the game and sealed it for Penn State. Yeah, man, it's I had I had money in Wisconsin too, so I'm a little bit biased here, but God, but, that. Uh, and I'll say that pick that pick came from it being uh, uh, late, like 35 seconds left or some non or something like that, and, and just yeah. trying to the ball where it's not going to go. I, so I don't blame him for that pick. Um, it's just, it's that throw you have to make when it's fourth down at the end of the game and you're down. So, so I will, I, this, this is my number one thing I have said over and over again about Sam Darnold. He had, he made that pass over the linebackers in front of the safeties numerous times when he was at USC. That's why I'm still high on Sam Darnold. Okay, well, that's something to watch for uh, for Sunday, guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I derailed this entire entire topic. Oh, no, you're but, good. Yeah, but then the last thing I'm gonna say about Penn State, uh, number one, that that would be my number one bullshit would be the with the officiating of that game, just the the BS targeting calls, the the pass interference calls. It was just some of it was hard to watch. Yeah, um, one more game that I do want to talk about here. Oklahoma and Tulane. If y'all didn't watch that game, at least go back and watch the highlights because that game was insane. You know, I mean, you got the Sooners coming in as the second-ranked team in the country. Tulane is Tulane. They're definitely not ranked. Um, and it's tied at 14 apiece at the end of the first quarter. Oklahoma goes on a tear, scores 23 unanswered in the second quarter. And then the second half hits. And all of a sudden, here comes this green wave of offense. See what I did there? I like Um, it. Yeah, you see this wave of offense. And suddenly, Tulane scores a touchdown. It's a five-point game. They kick an onside and then get it. And then you get to fourth and 13. You've got quarterback for Tulane, Michael Pratt, running around the edge only gains 12 yards and can't convert he's short the ball out bro he was was like half a yard short the the Tulane green wave might have legitimately been half a yard short from meeting the number two Oklahoma Sooners that was such a good game it was good it was good yeah uh they lost it by go ahead Kobe yeah, that I, I was kind of more watching the scores of that and kind of uh, watching on and off of that one. I was at work, um, but the fact that Oklahoma came out in the second quarter and they were like, "All right, we're going to put the hurting on them," and, and they did that. And but the fact that Tulane's second half halftime adjustments—that's the biggest thing. What's going to happen in the third quarter? And Tulane came out in third and fourth quarter, and and they did everything that they could to win that game. Ultimately. They were just – I think they were just outclassed. You know, I think Oklahoma – 
Oklahoma without coach. But five star roots at Oklahoma and Tulane just doesn't get that same type of pull. But good on that's a moral that's another one of those moral victories like we talked about with Florida State. Good on Tulane for getting that. You want to see the W in the in the in the the win column, but you know, you'll take that every day. Anything else anyone wants to talk about from a uh, week one of college football here? Yeah, the uh, let's talk about the Clemson Georgia game real quick. So there wasn't a whole lot of offense there. Uh, I think uh, DJ, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name from uh, from Clemson. Was ukulele. Kind of, uh, ukulele. He was. Uh, That's what uh, we've been calling. Was, was kind of. Hey, good enough. Was uh was kind of found out as a quarterback. I think that uh, that Georgia pass rush, that Georgia defense is legit. But man, uh, whoa. are they going to be able to sustain anything against like an Alabama? They won this game 10-3 off a of pick six. So I thought it was a great game. It was fun to watch. I, I you know, low scoring game, but still fun. But man, uh, anybody you know, beating Alabama? It's not too often you get to see just a defensive juggernaut game in college football. So that was that was really cool to see where the only touchdown of the entire game is scored by the defense. You just I mean, I'm you know, stat people out there that are listening to this. Someone tweet at me, Sammy or Kobe, tweet at one of us, let us know when was the last college football game that had only defensive touchdowns that didn't have an offensive touchdown. Power five, specifically power five, because you can find a D2 school, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Power five. What was the last power five conference game that had no offensive touchdowns, but yet touchdowns were scored? Oh, and, so- it was so- and it was entertaining on top of it. Like, it was yeah. a good game yeah. to watch. Yeah, name a more fun game to watch that ended with a score of 10 to 3 or, or anything under, like, 17 to 10. Like, name a game more fun to watch because the offense, the thing was most times they were they were getting uh, yardage, they were making plays, and then they were kind of getting stopped. But it wasn't just they were stalling out. It was the defense making plays, right? That was what was fun to watch about it. And also in the stands, the guy eating mayonnaise out of the gallon, which oh, sort God. of – Dude, I literally watched Kobe gag. He was, we, I was over at his place. We were watching that game together. He was legitimately gagging watching that happen. I look, I don't like mayonnaise, gross. but I don't like mayonnaise to begin with, but I do like like ketchup and ranch dressing and shit. If they would have had ranch dressing eaten by the gallon, I still would have gagged. So the fact that it was mayonnaise just made it exponentially worse. Hey, so, so let me, I'll circle this back to Florida state real quick. What really hurts my heart is Nakobe Dean, the best player on the entire field, offense, defense, doesn't matter, linebacker for Georgia. That guy was all about going to Florida State until Willie Taggart talked to him. And that just hurts your heart when you watch a player that you knew in high school wanted to go to Florida State and made, made the right, right, right business decision and went to Georgia instead and he is the best player out there. That dude was incredible. I wish I was in any type of fantasy team or a fantasy league that had IDP because, you know, Nakobe Dean, that's going to be my guy moving into next year. That dude was 
awesome on the field. Best, I mean, he's a linebacker, and he was just incredible. And, and so that, circle back to WVU one more time. Um, Mike Golick Jr. was the uh, color commentator for that. That was comedy gold. Oh my God, the commentary on that game was incredible. It was he was it was similar to Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk getting a game getting a couple games a couple years or last year. It was just so funny, and I love Mike Golick Jr. He's he's just a funny guy. Yeah, that the commentary on that game was good. Um, well, yeah, so uh, Sammy, I think it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It's Sammy's number and- one bullshit. All right, Quinn. So my number one bullshit of the week is it was actually sent in to me by a buddy of mine. He said, did you see this? This needs to be your number one bullshit. The Indiana Hoosiers. Did you guys see this? Where uh-huh. Indiana came onto the field and their name was misspelled. The state was misspelled. Indiana. <clears throat> is what it said on their uniforms as they ran onto the field. Come on, man. It's a state. Like, how hard is it to spell any state in the entire United States? You come out with uniforms that have your state misspelled? What the hell? Where is Indonesia? Where is that? Well, how do you how do you screw that up? And somehow, the Indiana Hoosiers managed to do it. Nobody noticed. They ran out of the field with the misspelling of their damn school name or state name. Absolute bullshit. I just, I can't fathom it. How do you, how do you have something like that up? I can understand a name on the Jersey being misspelled. I can't imagine how a state gets misspelled. Number one bullshit. Shout out to Tom. Appreciate the heads up on that one. That was a, yeah, that's my number one. And, and by the way, how does nobody say, hey, these aren't right? How, like, because you have to realize how many of those, how many people does that have to pass? It has to pass the people that printed it. It has to pass the equipment staff. It has to pass the coaches. The players are putting or are, are looking at them and they get them before the game. Um, I don't think this is how you spell Indiana. So, like, so many people had the opportunity to say, um, y'all fucked up, and it still went through. Yeah, uh, like I get, I get, I get a date of the game. Like, there's no choice. You got to go out in that, right? I mean, that's just it, it is what it is. But you're right. People beforehand should have recognized there's an issue here. How do we misspell a fucking state? Yeah, that reminds me. I went to um, when I was in. So I was a, when I was a freshman in high school. I went to a summer camp for the Virginia National Guard. It's like an outdoors camp with like rock climbing, mountain biking, that kind of stuff. Um, and at the end of the camp, we got a shirt for the camp. And the shirt uh, said Virginia National Guard. <laughs> I've never seen a group of people ripping shirts away from children so fast in my entire life i tried so damn hard to keep one of those shirts i tucked one 
like underneath of my other shirt. I had like three hidden and they found all of them. It was like the TSA showed up at this camp. They were not letting me walk home with a shirt that said vagina on it. <laughs> you weren't on national TV though. These idiots were on national on. TV. What's Indiana's budget? Did they buy their jerseys at TJ Maxx? Oh, I, dude, I. They, they I went to games. They went to games. I want one of those t-shirts though, or, or those jerseys. Like if I can find an in, Indonesia shirt, I'm I'm getting one. Oh, you know Barstool has you taken care of. Oh, I'm uh, sure they're out there. You could either order off from Barstool or order like 20 jerseys, 20 Indiana jerseys from like DH Gate, and I'm sure one will come in. You know that'll say Indonesia. I and honestly, it, Indiana should 100% just steer into the skid and make it a marketing ploy. Like, hey, we fucked up. Buy a T-shirt about it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so there you have it. That was Sammy's number one bullshit, Indonesia. They exist. Not really. It's a state somewhere by Illinois, Ohio, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, Indonesia. Watch out for them in the future. They, yeah, also, that's... Got their, they also got their ass kicked, too, so it makes it even worse. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, guys, that's going to do it tonight for the hot by happy hour. Now, so uh, it's time to get all of our information out there. Sammy, where can they find you at, man? Samuel underscore Gordon on Twitter. Uh, hit me up if you want to talk about cigars, uh, scotch, fantasy football, just regular college football. I'll be posting on there quite a bit. Uh, I just threw out a tweet earlier today that said, hey, man, you ever want to shut some people down? Let them know. Hey, I actually got a, a degree from this school. How about you? That's what I did to all the, the Notre Dame fans last night. Shut them up very quickly. Made me feel better about myself with the loss. But, uh, yeah, at Samuel Gordon. Kobe, where can they find you at? Uh, it's going to be at beef. That's like beef, B-E-F, B-E-E-F, uh, Garbin, um, 36. Homage to my favorite players, Rambettis, at beef, Garbin, 36. And uh, like Sammy, I'll talk to you about pretty much anything. I didn't get a degree from WVU, although I tried. Um, uh, but as, we, as we've discovered, that still makes me an alum. So, woo, let's go Mountaineers. Um, but, yeah, I'll talk to you about anything, beer, uh, college football, professional football, fucking chess. I don't fucking care. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Quinn underscore Cusky. Also, check me out on Twitch. We still got not as good at this Madden as I have been in the past, but, hey, you know, we're playing down this year. We're still top 100, though. Made top 100 in Weekend League. So, you know, check me out on Twitch for some top 100 Madden gameplay at Pens1206 on Twitch. You know, Drop a follow there. Talk to me on Twitter. You want to you want some Madden advice. You want to talk football. You want to talk beer. I don't care. But, you know, whatever you want to chat about, let me know. We'll chat about it. Yeah, so hit me up there. Hit up these guys as well. Check out Thrive Fantasy as well. Use code FFAFAIR for that $100 match. For as much, like if you want to put in $25, they'll match that. But it'll go all the way up to 100 so check that out as well. We got a music moment for you. I got this music moment because me and Kobe 
are going to a concert on Wednesday. That's right. Live music is back. We're going to embrace the mosh pit. It's going to be Kobe's first mosh pit. And I got some other guys that's good, that are coming with us there. It's, it's their first mosh pit. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Who knows? You know, keep an eye on both of our Twitters. You might see a video of Kobe in a circle pit. Just saying could happen. The band that is the headline of that show is Avatar. So I'm going to hit you with one of the, my favorite songs from them. This is Smells Like a Freak Show. We're out. Peace. Adios. Adios.